I think I think they've described it well. So there's four swans in a group there, so sort of right in the straight yeah. head. Yeah. And there's a duck in the middle of the four swans. That is a Hello and welcome to Animalia. The podcast all about animals. And the interesting things they do. I'm Annie. I'm Farley. And I'm David. This week, we are talking about something that happened earlier this year when a single bird took Australia by storm. More than a thousand bird watchers have flocked to a sewerage plant in Melbourne's southwest to catch a glimpse of a rare Eurasian tufted duck named Tuffy. It's actually come off its course by a good few thousand miles and ended up in Melbourne. This one's a long way from home. I had to race over here to see the tufted duck. Tuffy is the first tufted duck seen in Australia. When my friend called and said, have you heard? And I knew then something big had happened. Okay, well, maybe you didn't all hear about him, but if you're a bird watcher, you definitely did. And we went out to find it. That's right. This episode, Animalia goes out into the field in search of the tufted duck. Here's the target, though. Was it even in this book? Oh, why would it be in this book? You're 100% right. (laughs) There's no reason for it to be in this book. At least... We're off the book now. I think we're off the book. Why? Luckily, I have... We're off the map. I have like 10 other apps on my phone that has it. Yeah. Because it's been seen... I've seen pictures of it. It's seen in America quite a bit. Okay, so our target is the tufted duck, which is amazing to go to an American app in order to see the duck because it doesn't exist in the Australian one. But there it is. It's a beautiful little bird. With a tuft. With a tuft on its head. So pretty. And the female's not that pretty. Male, very pretty. So these birds are actually really common in other parts of the world, right? So in the States, they're still considered rare, but otherwise in Europe, it's like tens of thousands live together. So that was, it was funny because I was talking to Robin, a Swedish guy, and he was the one I went down here with. And he was extremely unexcited to see it. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, I see this bird all the time. He's like, it's literally on my, the campus where he goes and like where he, the, the ponds near his house where he lives. Yeah. And you can see them in the thousands. So there is one bird supposedly here at the, well, there, there has been one bird here at the, the Western Treatment Plant. Yes. So there's one bird, it's a rare bird, got very lost. Yeah. It's very far away from home. Which seatbelt is it Oh, it's me. So on a Sunday morning at 6 a.m., the three of us hopped into my car and drove about an hour from Melbourne to the Werribee Treatment Plant, locally known as The Poo Farm. So committed for this podcast. Very committed. (laughs) (laughs) So The Poo Farm is a part of Werribee Treatment Plant where all of Melbourne's human fecal matter is (laughs) recycled and disposed of. And so what they have attached to it is this large conservation area that once was used for retaining ponds for the actual water, the dirty water, and now is turned into a massive grounds which birds are obsessed with. Yeah, and there's water there all year round. All year round. It's a good spot. And it eventually actually feeds into Port Phillip Bay. Charming. And birds love it. Birds love it. Why? I think I just assume all the insects, right? <laughs> well, You're just really painting this picture of like these ponds full of poo with blowflies and all these birds mm-hmm. being like, hey, it's paradise. Yeah, that's literally what it is. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. But when you see it, it just looks like wetlands. It's very pretty. It actually is a beautiful area. It's, yeah, it's quite beautiful because they have these large retaining basins that you can drive around with paths through them and it's completely protected because it's human poop so people cannot be let onto it so unless you actually have a permit you can't access the area and so people that 
apply for a permit and get it, which actually takes a bit of time. It gives you access to this really beautiful kind of conservation area. So the Western Treatment Plant is huge. According to Melbourne Water website, it occupies, and I love this stat, 10,500 hectares, which is the same size as Disney World. So it's just a Disney World for birds. And, and birders. <laughs> <laughs> Should I just start shouting out bird names? Yes. Black swans. Lots of them. Black swans, spoonbill, some stilts are the ones with the pink legs. I should keep track. I'll get a, I'll get a notepad. Um, I should be, we should be actively scanning now. Yeah. Because he could very well be in any of these ponds. There we go. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. A bit of personal background for all of us, by the way, with the, as far as the bird world goes, is I am a full birder. So I travel the world uh, and count and list birds, and I do it fairly obsessively, uh, although right now I'm very focused on my PhD. So my birding's set aside, but I am a very avid birder. Yeah, whereas I travel and I will see birds and be like, oh, that's a cool bird. And then I come home and Farley's like, you didn't keep a list. You don't know what <laughs> birds you saw. you got to keep a list. <laughs> and David, what um, is your experience bird watching? <laughs> I just travel. I don't mind the birds. <laughs> you do not actively object to the birds. No, the birds are there and I don't know what they are, but I see them. <laughs> <laughs> so David is... Uh, so I've been birding with Farley before, so I have had some experience with this, whereas David, this is an entirely new experience. Yes, yes, it, it definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> what are the sandpipers? Okay, so there's, this is, I hate this. Um, <laughs> so there are sharp-tailed sandpiper are the most common medium-sized one. Yeah. The little ones are... Uh, I think redneck stilts, sorry, stints. Yeah. Then there's um, curlew sandpipers, which are the bigger ones that have a slightly uh, curved down bill. Then you have these, all the stilts, you know what those look like, right? Pink legs? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then obviously you have the royal or yellow spoon bill. Yeah. We have gray teals, are the most common duck out there. What else do we got? Okay, so my guess is that if he's here, I guess Tuffy, as he's known, should be out there. Which, by the way, is a very unimpressive name for such a rare bird. They named him Tuffy. 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 It's a tufted duck. It's a tufted duck. So they named him Tuffy. Well, who's they? That's like the, the Australian... Maybe, maybe the community. Make, make it the Australian make birding community. Yeah, what would you name him, Folly? Yeah. What's know. a good name for a rare tufted duck? Roger. Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Give him like a proper name. I don't even like the name Roger that much, but... What's well, a proper American name? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he should I be should like... just name him Bruce. He should be Bruce. Bruce yeah. would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be He's great. He's come here. He's come okay. here. He's, He's Bruce. one of us now. Brucey. Because clearly we're all called Bruce. Pretty much. Those are those are swans, right? What? What's making that really hilarious noise? The swans. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. They're the swans. Alright, so pretty much the idea of what we're doing mm -hmm. is this is twitching. 
Was or or birding. Well, it's called twitching because twitchers can't focus on one thing at once. They're always constantly looking. <laughs> so it's the idea of you're always looking for something new. And so okay. the idea and of the idea of a rare bird, which is what yeah. Tuffy or Bruce is we're going to call him, is is that twitchers compile lists obsessively. Mm -hmm. And so no matter where you are, you want to see every single bird in your area and tag it. And so most people keep constant lists. Like I have a life list, I have county lists, I have state lists, mm -hmm. you know, city lists, everything. And so when a bird like Bruce shows up in Australia, you will have a horde of Australians coming here to try to see it. Okay. And so for uh, Bruce and why people caught onto it so much is I think it's the first time it's ever been seen in Australia. So I guess, yeah, for quite a few Australians, if you don't go birding overseas, you'd never ever see one of these. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things too, where it's kind of a, it's really fun and you get to see it and it's great, but it also has a depressing twist on it because mm. Brucey, he's not going to see his family again. It's, it's just kind of it for yeah. him. <laughs> he's kind of stuck in Australia now by himself. Well, he made it all the way here. Surely he can make it all the way back again. It'd be very impressive. Because hmm. he had to go, he went a really wrong direction. And to do that twice hmm. seems kind of unlikely. Where was he meant to go? You know, that's actually, I don't know. My mom guesses flying around Asia. Yeah. That's south in Asia. Yeah. Not, not, not this far south. Yeah. Southeast Asia? Yeah, I mean, must be my guess. Whatever's north of here, but not... <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, I was looking this up and it's pretty vague. It depends where he was coming from. Yeah. It's really, I mean, it's impossible to tell. Like, there is a, the most famous one of my life was uh, bunting. So mm. rustic bunting showed up in Golden Gate Park. And I swear to you, any day you went for about a month, anywhere between 20 and 80 people would be saying they're looking at it. Okay. And it's a bird that you can see in massive flocks in Russia. Oh, okay. But and it just went across Alaska and went the wrong way down. So Golden Gate Park, Golden like Gate, San Francisco? Right in the middle of San Francisco. Wow. So this little bird that's extremely nondescript, just his little brown job, as we call it, mm -hmm. um, just showed up and someone saw it and then it became an obsession. <laughs> so everybody went to see it. There's a lot of far ducks, faraway ducks. There are a lot of faraway ducks. That's just, that is the technical term when they're far away. <laughs> <laughs> Some more shell ducks, more coots, Australasian grebes. Grebes are the little cute ones that dive a lot. Like There's a, ho a hoary faced grebe as well. Hoary faced grebe. I know, really poorly named bird. Hoary headed grebe? Is it hoary faced or hoary headed? Maybe hoary headed. There's a hoary headed and this it's ho hoary headed. There's, there's two of them. So we've okay. seen both grebes. Okay, Australasian. Good, good. Hoary faced. Hoary headed just as bad, though, I feel like. Hmm. Well, guys, I'm failing right now. Okay, so this pond is clear. 100% not that pond. <laughs> I'm almost 99% positive it's not that pond either. So I'm just gonna keep rotating until we find this thing. <laughs> so is it in one of these ponds? Yeah. So it was here last. When I was here, oh, it was here. Oh, okay. And apparently, it's been just hanging around in all these ponds. So he's mm. if he's gonna be here, he's gonna be in one of these ponds. Right. Do birders ever cheat? Because there's no proof a lot of the time, unless you get a good photo, that you've seen what you say you've seen. No, you don't even have to get photos if you don't want to. Yeah. It's all, it's a trust system. Yeah. Um, I've actually always wondered this. My friends, as a birder, my friends make fun of me constantly. Because they're like, what if we just went to the zoo and saw everything? It's like, well, 
that doesn't count. But like, what if I just say I saw it in the wild? It's if you are not an actual birder because you're bound to run into people, especially on certain birds you're going to see. Yeah. So if you just, if all of a sudden came out and said, I saw, you know, 780 species in Australia, I get the record. Yeah. And no one has ever seen me birding, I would never be taken seriously. Yeah. People just think you're making it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, that isn't him, is it? No. I swear, this has to be our best chance. This looks like the most ducks. There were chested teals, by the way. I didn't see them earlier. Oh, cool. totally right. Oh, yeah, there's one. I mean, you can't really get much rarer, can you? There is one bird in the whole country. That's insane. Yeah. That's about as rare as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> and the first time that one bird has ever been in this country, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Well, that's like, that was what I was saying about the rustic bunting. It's the same idea. It's just like mm. one pops up. It's really not supposed to be here. It probably will never breed again or go back home. It's like, this is your one chance. I think it's it's different once you get here too. You'd be like, it's like, yeah, there's a tufted duck at the treatment plant. There are so many ducks at this treatment plant. It's just every pond is... Loaded with a lot of ducks. Yeah. Well, I think you also went with a bit of head of steam where you really thought we were gonna see it. I don't know, I don't At know what I thought. a few days ago, you were very excited. <laughs> I was excited to come here. I don't know if I thought we'd see it. I don't know. I think, I think once we got here, I really wanted to see it. It's like, yeah, that's our purpose. That's our goal. Yeah. But no. See, that's the beauty of the searching for a bird is that you have a purpose, have a goal. And once you can check it off, it's, it feels like accomplishment. Mm. So that's, I think, why birders love it so much. Yeah. Because that check is just so satisfying. So we spent about three hours driving around the Western Treatment Plant looking for this tufted duck. I think I think they've described it well. So there's four swans in a group there, so sort of right in the straight yeah. head. Yeah. And there's a duck in the middle of the four swans. That is a shell duck. Well, fuck. <laughs> I thought we had him. I gotta tell you. I felt pretty uh, confident there. So many damn shell ducks, come on. Couldn't there just be one tufted amongst all the shells? We could lie. We could say we saw it. We saw him, we're the last ones. Oh my God, there he is. So in the end, drum roll, did we find this duck? We did not. We did not find this duck. Very much so a fail. Well, in a sense, yes, but... <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it was a complete failure. <laughs> David, now, as a person that's never experienced birdwatching at all, yeah. <laughs> what do you, what you think about it? It's been an exciting day. Um, <laughs> I mean... <such> No, like, <laughs> it's not been that exciting. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's not, it has not been a boring day. You guys have been very helpful with showing all the different birds and why. This Did is you weird. ever, like, so could you see yourself, could you see yourself actually doing this again, bird watching? Is there enough, um, did you get enough enjoyment of the last two hours, the three hours, to call yourself a potential birder of the future? Hmm. 
Maybe not a burger, <laughs> but I would definitely go with you two again. I can't see myself doing this on my own and just, I'm probably too impatient to be honest. So it's not enough. Hmm? You want to see like quick bird, bird, yeah, bird, I, bird. I just need more excitement. <laughs> yeah, I actually get that. <laughs> I reckon tomorrow someone's going to find it. I mean, the sad thing is that's probably true. Like in four days, we're going to hear about, oh, it's, it's right there. I yeah. hope it's on tomorrow. <laughs> It'd be such a bummer if it's tomorrow. Oh. Or, you know, the worst is that how eBird and recording works. We would find out tomorrow that it was seen today. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's when it really hurts. Because that's happened to me before. Mm. Is this what you expected, Dave? No. Um, I don't know why. I had the impression I thought would be hiding in bushes. Like, on our bellies, on the ground, in a bush <laughs> with, the, with the binoculars. That's just the impression I had. I don't know why I was thinking that. You know that like most birders are over the age of 70? <laughs> so you can imagine just like an old person slowly getting on their knees. That's really funny. That was your full impression. That was my impression. I don't know where I got that from. Maybe, probably movies and stuff. Like and people Yeah, like, people like stalking yeah. wildlife. Yeah, I reckon from like, yeah. I kind of wish you still had that image of us that's so much more badass. <laughs> Instead of just driving around in your car and casually getting out when you feel like you have to. Yeah, like, where's all our camo gear? Like, where's all, like, we're not, yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's the best thing is, and this is why I kind of love birders, is that people will wear full camouflage, mm. hiking boots, mm. full outdoor gear, have the vest, everything, mm -hmm. to do what we just did. Wow. Which all of us are doing in sneakers, jeans. <laughs> I have sandals on. <laughs> it's like, but people go full on out mm. for it. Well, guys, that's uh, Rarity Birding. Welcome, I guess. <laughs> so you've been listening to a special episode of Animalia and we now have a way that you can support us if you enjoyed this episode and our other episodes and help us to make more. So check out our Patreon page. Have we got a link? David, help. Yeah, it will be linked. Okay, it'll be linked in the episode notes. Yes? Why are you? I don't know. <laughs> 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 Yes, I will do that. Thank you, David. Yeah. Put it in the screen. Like, this, this isn't live. We can work things out. We can fix this. So this has been a special episode of Animalia. And if you would like to support us in the making of this podcast, you can now do so via Patreon. We now have a Patreon page. You can find the link on our website and we'll put it up just about everywhere, I think, to try and make it as findable as possible. But this is very much a labour of love for us. And so it'd be nice to have some help um with covering some of the costs of making these episodes and with that thanks for listening bye oh that is a skinny black swan skinny neck oh yeah so Animalia Podcast is hosted by Annie Allsbrook and Farley Connolly, with occasional interjections by me, the sound engineer David Roker. Our logo is designed by Osvaldo Branklinov, and all original music is by Sean Pratt.